Republic TV editor in chief Arnab Goswami is making headlines again from being accused of manipulating TRP channels just last month the allegation now is of abetment to suicide for which he's been taken under arrest and sent to judicial custody for 14 days but not without some high drama In an unexpected development the Raigarh police along with the Mumbai police arrived at Goswami's Worli residence to arrest him on Wednesday morning but the police teams faced what they called quote unquote extreme resistance from arrest by Goswami along with a volley of questions all of which was captured on a now viral video Once arrested the TV anchor was taken to Alibagh about 100 kilometers away from Mumbai where the abetment or suicide case against him was registered The case relates to the suicide by 53-year-old interior designer Anvay Naik in 2018. The architect and his mother committed suicide over alleged non-payment of dues by Republic TV. As some journalists spoke out to condemn this act irrespective of their differences with Goswami's brand of journalism, this arrest turned into a political row between the Shiv Sena NCP Congress government in Maharashtra and the BJP led center. While union ministers like Smriti Irani, Javadekar and Amit Shah took to Twitter to condemn the quote-unquote attack on free press, the Sena in its mouthpiece Samna countered the center asking, "What about Gujarat and Uttar Pradesh where journalists have been arrested or killed?" But what is this old case about and why has it resurfaced now? And what is required to prove abetment to suicide? As we talk about all that, let's also take a look at how the state of the fourth pillar of democracy has been under attack since the past few years. You're tuned in to the Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you, and I'm your host, Shalpuri. Two years ago, the Alibag police had filed a case in connection to the incident of Nike and his mother's death. In a suicide note discovered by the local police, Nike said that he and his mother were in acute financial distress, which was why they had decided to take their lives. According to the note, their financial troubles had been caused because large payments owed to his company, Concord Designs Private Limited, had not been paid by three clients, including Arnab Goswami of Republic TV, who allegedly owed him rupees eighty-three lakhs. An FIA was registered by the Raigarh Police back in 2018 based on a complaint by Nike's wife Akshita. According to a report on the Hindu, she had explained that the Republic TV office in the Bombay Dying Compound in Mumbai had been put together by her husband, but that Goswami had refused to pay the contracted amount to him after he had done the work. But in April 2019, and this was during BJP leader Devendra Fadnavis's rule in Maharashtra. The Raigarh police filed for closure of the case reportedly saying that they had not found sufficient evidence to proceed against the accused named in the suicide note. A judicial magistrate accepted the police's summary report on 16 April 2019 and that was that. So how has it resurfaced now all of a sudden? In May 2020, Maharashtra Home Minister Anil Deshmukh announced a fresh CID investigation into the case after Nike's family approached the state government and complained that the Alibag police had not investigated the quote-unquote non-payment of dues from Arnab Goswami's Republic TV. And that's how the case got reopened. But in their defense, Republic TV claimed that all the relevant dues amounting to 90% of the total value of the contract 
had been paid. The channel also said that it had made attempts to make a full and final settlement with Naik's wife Akshita and daughter Anya but had not received a response from them. While Goswami filed a habeas corpus petition before the Bombay High Court challenging his quote-unquote illegal arrest and quote-unquote wrong detention, the High Court refused to grant interim relief on 5th November saying that they can't pass the order without hearing the complainant and the state. The court will now hear the plea on 6th November. But while we wait for the legal developments, the Quinn's legal editor, Vakasha Sachdev, talks about what is needed to prove the charge of abetment. Now, this is where we have now look at what exactly is this charge of abetment of suicide. This comes in three, Section 306 of the Indian Penal Code, which talks about instigation or conspiracy or the aiding of a particular crime. And <clears throat> abetment of suicide is where you're sort of doing that to sort of instigate someone to take their own life. Now, this isn't just as simple as it may sound, like just anything cannot count as abetment of suicide. If we look at the Supreme Court's jurisprudence, there is a landmark judgment from 2011, which sort of sets out what is required to prove a charge of abetment of suicide. And I'm going to read out what it says there. It says, <clears throat> the intention of the legislature and the ratio of the cases decided by this court are clear that in order to convict a person under Section 306 IPC, there has to be a clear mens rea to commit the offence. It also requires an active act or direct act which led the deceased to commit suicide, seeing no option, and this act must have been intended to push the deceased into such a position that he or she committed suicide. So, a quite a strong intent requirement here, a requirement that there has to be a direct act taken. So, it's not exactly something that's going to be easy for the market. Maharashtra police to prove. Now, this case, of course, has got nothing to do with the Mumbai police's other cases against Goswami, whether it's the TRP case, the uh, you know the Palghar and Bandra coverage cases, the claims that they're sort of vilifying the Mumbai police. This is entirely separate. So this is to be looked at purely from this point of view. Did Goswami not pay the money? Uh, when he didn't pay the money, was he, if you know, if it's proven that he didn't pay the money, did he know what was going to happen to uh, Anvinay, the, the kind of trouble he was going to be in? Uh, and even if that is proven, going by this very strict standard, it may turn out that he's not going to be found, uh, there isn't a successful case to be made for abetment of suicide. There are some more recent cases of the Supreme Court. So this one, which we talked about, was a Madan Mohan case from uh, 2011. There are some more recent cases which have looked at a slightly more diluted standard. But that's something which we'll have to see what the court decide to adopt here. We'll have to see what kind of evidence comes out and that all is going to require the investigation to go forward. Now, as we know, Goswami has already been embroiled in a row with Maharashtra authorities and the Mumbai police over a number of issues like the fake TRP rating case against Republic TV, the Palghar lynching coverage case or the shows targeting the Mumbai police's investigation on the Sushant Singh Rajput case. And like all these cases, this one too took political undertones with the centre and the Maharashtra government themselves getting involved in a war of words. Soon after Goswami's arrest, several union ministers spoke up in his defence, likening his arrest to the days of emergency. And I'll read out some tweets. Quote, Those in the free press who don't stand up today in support of Arnab, you are now tactically in support of fascism. End quote. That's what Smriti Rani wrote. And Amitsha said, Quote, Congress and its allies have shamed democracy once again. End quote. Prakash Javadekar tweeted saying, quote, We condemn the attack on press freedom in Maharashtra. This is not the way to treat the press. End quote. But in its mouthpiece Samna, Shiv Sena hit back at Mr. Shah saying that those who are claiming this as an attack on journalism are in fact trying to attack the fourth pillar of democracy themselves. And this is a line from the editorial. Quote, Many journalists have been arrested in Gujarat for writing against the government. In Uttar Pradesh, several journalists were killed. Nobody was reminded of emergency then. End quote. But while the Maharashtra government and the centre have been engaged in whataboutery, 
The case has left journalists and other citizens divided on whether to support Mr Goswami or not and there's not just one opinion on this. While some are calling his arrest an outright wrong act done by the Maharashtra police, some others are clarifying that they don't condone Arnab style of journalism, but this does count as an attack on free press. Then there are also others who believe that Goswami is really just getting a taste of his own medicine. But since the center suddenly seems to be concerned with a quote unquote attack on free press a lot of journalists were also quick to point out the government's hypocrisy in all of it and on that note let's also take a look at where the freedom of press stands right now in the country india has slipped to the 142nd rank on global press freedom index out of 180 countries that's according to reporters without borders a paris based non-profit but why is it slipping according to the report's own observations and i'm quoting a line quote There have been constant press freedom violations including police violence against journalists, ambushes by political activists and reprisals instigated by criminal groups or corrupt local officials. Ever since the general elections in the spring of 2019 won overwhelmingly by Prime Minister Narendra Modi's Bharatiya Janata Party, pressure on the media to toe the Hindu nationalist government's line has increased. End quote. It also notes that criminal prosecution of journalists under Section 124A of the IPC, under which sedition is punishable by life imprisonment, has also increased. And there are enough reports from just this year where journalists have been arrested. Only last month, Siddiqui Kappan, a reporter with a Malayalam news portal, was arrested by the UP police on 5th October while he was on his way to report on the Hathras gang rape of a Dalit woman. Another journalist working with the caravan was also allegedly attacked by the police in Delhi while reporting on a rape case. And then there's also Kishore Chandra Vankhem, a journalist from Manipur who was arrested in October this year on charges of sedition for responding to a viral social media post made by a BJP politician's spouse. In April of 2020, the Jammu and Kashmir police booked Kashmiri journalists Masrat Zehra and Peerzada Ashik under the dreaded UAP laws not to mention the state's prolonged communication blackout in Kashmir also affected journalism among other professions the list of arrests and FIRs against journalists can go on and on and on but there are also attacks on the lives of journalists according to the study titled getting away with murder between 2014 to 2019 there have been 200 serious attacks on journalists in the country and 40 killings and of this the report says quote 21 have been confirmed as related to their journalism end quote while between 2010 to 2014 there were at least 3 convictions in such cases since 2014 there has not been a single conviction so how long will it take for the government to take note of these cases if you like listening to this episode please subscribe to the big story playlist for episodic updates Available on Apple, Google Podcast, Spotify, Geo Seven, and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quinn website and check out the podcast section. For any feedback, shoot an email to podcasts at thequinn dot com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quinn's website and check out our other podcasts. 